0: Welcome to Flick Through Friday, where I, KC and moi, give you a movie review on a TV show, movie, documentary, literally anything you watch on a streaming service to cut your time in half and really get down to brass tacks to see whether the movie you're flicking to is worth it or not. Welcome and thank you for coming and listening. Today's episode is going to be on... The Fear Street Trilogy. Let me just go ahead and say that this is worth it, worth it, worth it. It is something of a gratifying storyline for a lot of horror movie lovers. I, I have to say that I really, really enjoy some of the parallels that take place between the first and third movie. I also have to point out that... historically this movie sort of turns a few old conventions on their head um particularly with the main character or the protagonist of this story being queer um i'm here for it in the way they introduce it now that i i really can't ruin it for you i could but i can't just the reveal of that was actually really interesting um I also want to point out that there is a lot of excellent time pieces and sound and soundtracks and and artists who were pulled in to like to rally in the soundtrack is is just phenomenal like they had a really phenomenal selection going on here. So yeah, um Fear Street. That's Fear Street 1994. That's Fear Street 1978. And that's Fear Street 1666. All three of those movies are, oh my God, worth it. They're worth the watch. They're really interesting. They keep you engaged. I will go into more... let me just interrupt a couple of this thing right quick for a commercial break i promise guys i promise it is so worth it and you guys will be a great help to me if you listen to it because they definitely pay me every time you listen thank you so much for being here once again and on to the commercial break Just right quick before I continue, I just want to take a moment and ask that if you are listening and you can't quite hear me or you maybe don't like an episode or maybe you do like an episode and you want to let me know, please be sure to send me a DM on my Instagram at official K-A-S-S-Y underscore A-M-O-I. That's official Casey Amwa. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I hope I was a great help to you. And on with the show. Now that you've heard that little commercial break, let's get on back to the show. Okay, so I started off on the bat on the first part of this whole segment, which was whether the Fear Street trilogy movie trilogy series is actually worth it. It definitely is. The story is exceptionally unique in the genre of horror films, in that what you would typically assume to be happening. or what would happen as we have all grown accustomed to things taking place or happening, doesn't. It goes into an alternate space. And in some cases, it's surprisingly rewarding to see them take different paths and, and different perspectives and questions are asked and answers are, are received. Um, different paths are made is what i want to say different paths different choices are made yes different choices are made in this horror movie series and i love it i am here for it because it 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 honestly got a little too typical as the years have worn on and you know while to put it mildly it's been parodied as a film discussion in one of the old movies (coughs) scream um there's also validity to it and i i have to say that overall this story kept me captivated and i think it'll keep you guys captivated too it's gonna really do well this thing should this 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 series should really do well It's also um, an adaptation of R.L. Stein's Fear Street, which for my 90s kids out there, I think y'all are going to you guys are going to especially love this. It's old school horror. But with the childlike twist, because R.L. Stein wasn't no fool. He knew kids were reading and he didn't want to scare us completely, but it, it was good. It was lightweight at best. And. Nevertheless, as much as it is written by like a or child a young child or young adult author, this this whole movie did not stop being like creepy. Which moves me into the acting space of the Fear Street trilogy. Um let me see I I have to say Kiana Madeira and Olivia Scott Welsh really carry all of this forward. They move this story really well. Um, and Benjamin Flores Jr. is also just fun to watch. I, I can't say that enough. There is a slight surprise when Jillian Jacobs, yes, that Jillian Jacobs from Community shows up <laughs> in it. And I, I, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help but say go, Britta go um, in a couple of moments because she really came through in the clutch. Um, Daryl Britt Gibson is awesome As Martin as the black man Who's caught in the wrong place at the wrong time And for once we are like legitimately trusting him With his intelligence and his intuition And he sort of like gives us a heads up Without knowing how he gave us a heads up Um, That's something that ties into the story And it ties into the acting really well Um, Moving on you have Ashley Zuckerman who really brings this um this strange Joel Austin vibe to him. I mean, like an evil Joel Austin. I think that's a really good way of putting how this guy's like kinda creepy, but he was also cool. Um I think that's um that's something I can put out there and honestly say that he's he's definitely an unexpected character. Maya Hawk and Julia Rehwald, Rehwald and Sadie Sink, Fred Hershinger and Jordan Natalie and David W. Thompson. I mean, Jordana Spiro, like the list goes on as you move through the entire series it's it's interesting and surprisingly amazing to watch Sadie sink really pulls it together Ryan Simpkins Emily Rudd McCabe sly again these guys really bring the heat they still bring the heat and there's a lot of range on Keanu Madeira that I really enjoy Benjamin Flores jr. I love I love his heart. I love his spirit, but there was like a whole moment where my man sounded like he was Jamaican. I ain't gonna tell you where. Oh, actually, I can tell you where it's in the third one, but it, I I can't unsee it. I have to say that there was a moment right there where he wasn't. He wasn't Irish. He was Jamaican. It was, it was kind of funny. Um, moving on to the costuming. Listen, the costuming here is to say less it's an excellent blending of classic horror movie genre of classic horror movie classic horror movie genres and tropes blended into the modern day that still give us very freaky scary vibes but they don't overplay or overshadow the entire story i mean i i i cannot express this enough the costumes on here are just simply marvelous from the period pieces in 1994 okay 1994 is period okay there is a whole period there there is there is plaid there are jeans there are monochromatic colors that are being used here and 1666 to say the least is exceptionally easy when you really think about it because there's too many movies there are too many movies and too many tv shows that take place in periods in the 1600s 1800s and so forth that are really played well here um 1666 costume gives me strong the crus arthur miller's the crucible the cru- not crucible the crucible vibes um it's exceptionally, it's exceptionally astute, and I, I have to say I enjoyed it through and through. I I legit I literally and legitimately felt as if I'm really walking walking through time with these characters, and we're given a great sense of what the history is and does to this group of people of. Shady Side and Sunnyvale, um, it's certainly, to say the least, nothing short of amazing. Moving on is the musical score. Listen, the musical score here. Uh, okay, I know I said this about exterminate the brutes, but it, I I feel like there's a polar opposite going on here, especially with with Fear Street, nineteen ninety four. This. This song selection here is probably sitting up in your old iPod somewhere, and you don't even know it. Like it is, it is amazing. It it was it's it's just amazing. Um, a lot of memories, a lot of time capsule pieces, time capsule songs are in that movie, and I have to say the same for for seventy night for nineteen seventy eight. It's like it's bananas, it's bonkers. The the music selection, the orchestra the orchestra working double time through all of our moments of suspense and silences and creaks of 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 curses being wrought into the earth are everything. I mean they are everything everything in this movie i i really love this score uh, as you can apparently hear from me like i really love this score um it played really well like as a part of this whole masterpiece um of a movie uh there were there are certainly a few kinks with plot here and there but it the kinks aren't so there or so pronounced that that this doesn't feel like a parody Um, need I remind all of you, um, aficionados and connoisseurs of, of horror film genre, no one really makes rational choices when they're in fear. Um, especially when a lot of these characters just traipses back on the story. Um, especially when a lot of these characters in this movie are coming to grips with, in coming up with ideas as to what to do next to defeat and handle the hauntings that are killing everybody. Um, and the ghosts that are taking, taking heads, kicking ass and taking names, so to speak, or taking heads and, and writing names into stone walls. Anyway, uh, the cinematography is the last bit here and i want to say one thing is that it's interesting it's not exceptionally extraordinary but i want to say it's interesting there's a lot of um depth play what i call depth play in which in the moments when you feel like characters should have been closer to each other than they actually were um A particular example is when Martin is trying to trap one of the ghosts in the mall. And one guy just seems to be walking towards him. Slow, but at a... Somewhat slow, but at a very... Pretty deliberate pace. And on a certain level, it feels as if he should have reached him by now. But it just didn't... It didn't quite hit. It didn't quite play like that. And I, I have to honestly say it it played very well but it can get a little annoying or you just don't notice it at all because you're really enjoying this movie. It's the the movie overall is is really good and I also have to throw in as far as the story goes and the plot goes, this is also RL Stein. So it it also kind of um kind of plays anti or an antithesis to the entire horror horror movie genre which is to find this hopeful, upbeat Optimistic We're gonna defeat this bad thing As opposed to Let's get the fuck out of here and survive um, Let's get the fuck out of here And go to another town um, No one really thinks of leaving Or going to another town here Which is really interesting um, But to the cinematography It It plays very well and it's woven very well. I'll put it like this. The cinematography, costuming, and the musical score in this movie series acts as an excellent fusing that acts as a trunk. If this, if the series were a tree, the musical score, the cinematography, and the costuming would be the tree trunk. It's very dense. It's fibrous. It's alive and vibrant with the right kind of colors. And a kaleidoscope of choices being made for each and every character. And it only underplays the leaves, which is the acting and the story that everyone likes to see and likes to look up at. But they forget that there's a trunk to this tree. And that's a very good thing with this movie. Uh, There are movies out there, and I've judged and I've reviewed a couple of, of them in the past episodes where that is happening. But in some cases I notice that the tree trunk looks better than the leaves. Um I don't need to know that the tree trunk is better than the leaves. I should be able to I should be the one looking up at all the leaves and wondering how the fuck can I climb up there and not oh these leaves are all drab and not really interesting, but I like this little notch here in the in the tree trunk. And I shouldn't be thinking about what's here on this tree trunk. I know I'm taking this metaphor really far. Um, I shouldn't really give a shit about what's here on this tree trunk um, because this is a horror movie. I shouldn't want to lean here. I should want to run with these characters. I want to run with the protagonist. I don't want to feel like uh, you're making the wrong decision. This don't make no sense. Come on, in your right mind, you would have like gotten it together by now, which is not what this movie is at all. This movie is not that at all. And I am... And I am proud and suffice to say, I'm really happy that that's what's happening here. Um, Yeah, be sure to check out Fear Street. And that's the Fear Street trilogy trilogy that's available on Netflix. That's Fear Street 1994, Fear Street 1978, and Fear Street 1666. Oh my God, thank you so much for spending some time with me on Flick Through Friday. Please let me know if I've been of any help. If I have been any help to you at all, let me know in the comments on my Instagram and or Facebook. Please be unafraid to shoot me a DM. I am always looking to improve. Once again, I appreciate you making it to the end. You have no idea how much I truly appreciate all of you, each and every one of you. So sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I will talk to you next time on Flick Through Fridays.